this is coffee number five. I'm your host, Lara Schmoisman. Hi guys, thank you so much for joining us again in coffee number five. And today I'm so, so happy I have here my friend, Billy Blank Jr. How are you? Good, how are you doing? <laughs> good, good, good. I'm so, so happy you're here because you are the king of Dance It Out. And you are the king of reinventing yourself. Uh, you grew up, I mean, your story is amazing. You are the son of Billy Blank, uh-huh. uh, Taibo. I, I did grow up in the 80s, so your dad was an <laughs> I, I, idol of mine. And I did wear that crazy 80s clothes. I was going to say, did you wear the spandex? <laughs> uh, Yes, well, I'm rolling my eyes, but I did. But and the crazy hair and everything that entitled. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you had like such a interesting story growing up, and also professionally. Mm-hmm. I mean, walk us through a little more about. I mean, I don't want to go through your biography. I love that you can tell us from your point of view. Of course, of course, yeah. yeah. So where did you start? So I could start off with, wow, you know, I grew up obviously in a fitness family um, from my dad, like you just mentioned, and I used to teach for him at a very young age. I loved doing it. I loved teaching, um, you know, and, and it wasn't my favorite thing doing karate, you know, but I would do it just because that's what he taught and it was fun. But what would happen is a, a song would come on, a dance song would come on, and I'd be in the middle of teaching karate, and then all of a sudden I would break into dance moves and just start teaching people dance. And my dad would get so mad at me. He'd be like, stop messing around, boy. Because at that time, dance wasn't really considered a workout. You know what I mean? And I knew, to me, I was like, well, I don't know why it's not considered a workout. I'm sweating exactly the same way I'm sweating when I'm punching. So I'm just smiling. That's the difference. And so it was kind of a big debate during that time. And so my dad really wasn't that supportive of it at that time. Uh, and I kind of shelved it a little bit. But then as I was growing older, I started going, I really want to create a workout that is dance oriented. I believe it's just as good of a workout. And then after you know Zumba and Dancing with the Stars, it was proven that it was. And so um, I really focused on creating something that was different. You know, different. Th- I wanted to separate myself from what my dad did because um, I honored what he did, but I also wanted to do something new. And so that's where I started designing Dance It Out. I wanted to create a program that you didn't have to be a dancer. You just come in, you have fun, you move, and you sweat, you smile, you laugh, and you feel good. It's been a crazy journey because I, I went from teaching classes, you know, and you don't make a lot of money as a fitness instructor. So it was something that I was teaching classes that then I lost my home. Um, I was homeless with the last name Blanks, which was really hard because everybody always thinks, oh, you're the son of this rich person. Why are you not rich? Um, you know, and my dad wasn't the most supportive. And then I went on Shark Tank. Uh, and at that point, they came in and helped me and gave me guidance. And then I got on my feet and went from having just me and another instructor to having a thousand instructors around the world. Um, and it just, it just changed everything, you know. And, and the craziest part, which I'll just end with this, is that I always had a dream of having my own dance fitness TV show. At 16 years old, I wrote a treatment for it. Um, you know the, the old computer paper that had the little holes uh-huh. in it? I oh wrote my it. God, yeah. Yes. Well, it was uh, the same time that I was wearing the spandex, probably. Yes, it was exactly the same time. <laughs> my dad was doing his karate stuff, and I was like, I want to make dance fitness videos. And so I was whole treatment and showed everybody, and everybody kind of laughed at me. And so I kind of put it away, never thought about it. And then fast forward to now, I have my own dance fitness show on Lifetime Network um, called Dance It Out. So it's been a crazy, uh, like, 
And, and that's, in, that, that's incredible. And I have to tell you guys, when I met Billy, I was one of the, those who was in the back of the class that probably when everyone was going to the right, I was going to the left. <laughs> and, but I was having fun and I yeah. was laughing and I was going with my girlfriends and it was a blast. It was the plan of the week to go to Billy's class. And by the uh, way, you, you give yourself a harder time because you actually weren't moving the wrong direction the whole time. But anyway. <laughs> not all the time. I was getting better. And, and then the class disappeared somehow. And it, we missed you. But then you were able to open your own studio. Yep. So this taught you a lot of lessons. You had to become like your own entrepreneur. And you have to, like I say, because... It, it, it happened to me so many times over my career. You had to learn new skills, but you had to yeah. kind of recycle yourself. Yeah. You had to bury who you were before and start from the ground up, learn new skills, uh, build new assets somehow. Mm -hmm. And how do you do that? Where do you get the energy and where, how do you start again? Well, it's so funny because I feel like one of my, when I do write a book, it's going to be called like, never give up or I'm still standing <laughs> because I feel like every time you're hit with something that kind of tells you, no, it's not going to work that way. You can either just quit or you can go, no, I'm going to figure out how to do it and then figure out the skills to do that. And that was one of the things that I can say that I did. You know, I thought I just had to teach classes and that the classes would get known. And then all of a sudden I would have this career. But then I started realizing, no, I've got to make my own model for this. I've got to make my own training system. I got to. And so I kind of went out and looked at other examples to see, you know, what people did to get to where they're at and then started building my own plan for that. And, and that's what it was for Dance It Out. I, I knew I originally started with a program that was called Karaoke. Um, and it was karaoke singing while doing dancing and fitness and having fun. <laughs> and, um, and, and Ellen had me on her show and I didn't really have a class formed yet, but I was doing a couple of classes. And as I was doing it, I was going, this is going to be harder to build off of because people have to buy screens and all these different things. And so I made the adjustment to dance it out, which was a whole other world because it was more dance based and dance focused. It was all different dance styles. And, um, and then I started to, to, to figure out how do I make this work? At first it was training teachers, traveling around the country, training teachers. Then it was, well, I can reach more people online if I make an online training. So then I made an online training. And so it's constantly things of learning how to now up my game and learn to go in the direction I needed to go for the moment. Well, what I loved about Dance It Out was like you found the twist. Mm -hmm. I love that every time I will go to your class, there was a different rhythm and yeah. something it was unexpected. Yeah. And it will introduce, well, I love music and I always was into different kind of music, but it will introduce a whole class into the new genre. Yeah. That there were some people like, what is this? And you will bring the history of the Chandra. Mm -hmm. And it will bring the whole group of people that we were so different, one of the others. They were, uh, we're in LA, and they were professional dancers coming to your class. Yeah. And th those were in the front, by the way. And, <laughs> and now you understand why I was in the back. And, and these people in the front were fascinated by being able to dance a different thing every time and not being able to go to a class that it was yeah. designated hip-hop or classical mm -hmm. and it, it was fascinating how people were adapting to the different chandra yeah. every time well that's what i love what you're saying is exactly what i want to dance it out to be 
Um, you know, I wanted it to be all the different styles of dance from all around the world. And it, again, most of the time when people come to a fitness class, they come to a designated hip hop or they want just salsa, whatever it is. And I wanted to create something that visited everything. So, you know, we would do Israeli folk dance. Then we would jump to Japanese dancing. Then we would all of a sudden do hip hop. Then we would, it was constantly changing. And, and I wanted that for that same reason. And, and what I love about what you said is, again, the class was filled with everybody. There were professional dancers. Mr. T was in the class. There were people who have never danced before. It's, it's all these different levels of people because it was all these different world dances that were connecting everybody and making it like, oh, this is fun. Now we're doing Bollywood, you know, and, and just constantly changing. Uh, and that's what I really wanted. And so that was probably the hardest part for me is to learn all those different genres you know what I mean? So I could teach something from them. You know what I mean? But it was also educational for me. And, and that's also, but also it tells me a lot, not only about you and that your big vision that now, of course, it brought you to have it in a TV show, mm -hmm. but also it tells you a lot about your audience, that the people are willing to learn and to experiment with new yeah. things. Yeah. And to change from going always to their yoga class or Pilates lesson to try something new mm -hmm. and be open to op to try something new or even being the last person in the back of the room and be willing to fall but try again yeah because yeah. they're having fun yeah and it's all about that yeah and that's what the tv show is it's exactly that it's when you look at the tv show first of all there's i have a, a dj vj who's on there who's one of my best friends he's awesome um eric and uh -huh. then also from, from there i have these dancers uh, I have eight dancers that are on every week and they're all different races, shapes, sizes, so that somebody at home can look and go, I see myself in that person, you know? And so what's so, what I love so much about this show is we start off with inspiration. We bring on somebody who has an inspirational story. The first episode, we had a lady who's lost a hundred pounds. She's off her diabetes medicine, she's off her CPAP, and she used dance to heal herself. And then we have um, this guy, his name is Chesney Snow, who went from being homeless to Harvard, to a Broadway star. Uh, he's on the show and we always start off with their story first and then the last 20 minutes is them dancing and working out with us. And it's like the Dance It Out family kind of surrounds them and dances with them and we show them routines from different parts of the world. And the biggest compliment that we get from the show is, I can't believe how this made me feel. You know, Chesney said, I'm not a dancer and I didn't know what I was expecting to come on this show. And by the time he was done, he went, this show makes me feel like I'm healed. You know, and so I think that was such a wonderful comment, you know, about what the show is doing for people. I love that. But also, I love the process that's of something that you just said and you did in the casting of cho choosing uh, dancers that they are mm -hmm. different, not yeah. only um, race wise, but mm -hmm. also um, body wise, yeah. body size. Yeah. And even in the industry for such a long time, and you've seen it all, and you've seen um, how body shapes and what and the industry change in allowing people to be dancers or models or uh, different roles in different body shapes. How how do you feel about that? And what did you see? And what's happening today in the industry? About people, you're saying about people basically having different body shapes and feeling the comfortability to dance. I, I, I think, exactly. Yeah, I think that's, that's, it's more open today than it's ever been. And I'm so grateful for the show. I mean, that's one of the biggest compliments we get is that everybody sees themselves in somebody we have on the show, you know? And, and what I love is the woman who was on my first episode, his name is Melissa. 
she gave such an inspiring lesson because yes, everybody sees her because she's, you know, at not the weight she wants to be at. She's overweight and she's lost a hundred pounds and she's still working to lose weight. But she said something that's so powerful because she said, I'm more than just a fat girl. She said, when you see me outside, she said, know that I'm working on this and that I'm not just fat because I'm lazy. She said, I'm, she said, I'm not just a fat girl. She said, I'm a mother, I'm a daughter, um, uh, I'm a dancer, I'm a teacher, not a mother. I said mother, but, um, but she, she's all these wonderful things that she said. I have all these other things that I am other than what you label me as what you see. And so I think that's part of what makes the show powerful is that it's allowing everybody to come and just dance and be themselves and be free. And that's when true healing and true weight loss and true feeling good can begin because you're free. You're doing what you love to do. Let's go back when you lost your job, you lost your house uh-huh. and you, you had to start over. Where did you start besides finding the energy? You said, okay, I have an idea and a concept. What, where did you start? So, yeah. So what's funny is, is, when I lost my home, I, I was already in the mid, I was actually mid wanting to stop teaching. You know what I mean? I knew what I wanted to do, but it just wasn't paying the bills. And so it's kind of the thing of going, am I being stupid, try to do something that I'm not going to pay the bills with? Or do I see a later vision, a bigger vision? And so when it stopped, it, there was a little bit of dark time where you feel like, okay, I should just give up, you know? Um, and then there was a thing of me going, you know what, I'm going to go, I'm going to get a job right now and work to get on my feet. And I'm going to make this my focus on how to get this and so that I make a solid plan. And so I really started to kind of go, what is my end goal? And then now make my path up to each one of those goals to get there because I, I knew what I wanted. It just was a thing of going, I'm, it's going to have to come a different route than I thought it was going to be. It couldn't just be from teaching classes. I'm going to have to figure out how I can get in front of people in a different way. You know, and then you start really rebuilding how, how you kind of, how you do your work, how you do what you want to do. So what, what steps did you take? So first step for me, I would say was, again, looking at my end goal, writing that down and knowing where I wanted to be. And then from there starting to go, okay, if I want to have, uh, you know, fitness videos and I want to have this program that's all around the world, I've got to start off with a training. So then I set up a whole training program, you know, so I, I really just went step by step to go, how can I get to this final product and, and knowing that I can't just go from teaching classes, you know, so you really have to plan. I think that's the biggest thing is planning and planning with intention, knowing that if you want to get to Z, you can't just jump there. You got to figure out how in each one of those steps. And so it's really planning out the steps to go there instead of just doing it blindly and thinking you're going to get there, you know? So at some point, of course, you had to reach out to people that you know, or people that maybe you didn't know, mm-hmm. but you had to put a proposal. Yeah. How did you deal with all that? So yeah, so there's a few things, you know, with, with Dance It Out, I made proposals, obviously, I sat down and, and let everybody know what I wanted to do with it. And then you start going out and pitching to people, you know what I mean? One of the things, it, it was my son who looked at me and was like, go on Shark Tank, you know what I mean? Because those are people, if you pitch to them, and what's so great is I went on Shark Tank, I pitched to them. I'm the first person to turn down a deal on the show because they at the point wanted me to join with Zumba and I'd worked so hard to be different than Zumba and different than my dad that I didn't want to do that. So I turned down the deal and then I made history because they came out to get me to take the deal, which was so crazy. Uh, it was really emotional. But even then, everybody thinks once you've done that, then it's finished. You're done. You're, you're, you're a success. But it's not. That's when the work just began for me. Because all of a sudden I'm on Shark Tank and now it's like, okay, what is your path? What is your, what are you going to do next? You know, and I tried my first go of it. I went out and tried to do certifications around the country, but 
you know, didn't have a lot of funding. So to travel and to do, it was costing so much that I had to go, how do I do this smarter? Each time you kind of get in a direction and you look and you have to put checks and balances on yourself and go, is this working? And if it's not, then you stop and you make a new plan of what you're going to do and you keep attacking and you keep going forward. And at some point, you also need to start deciding, is this worth my time? Yeah, yeah. Or should I let other person do this because it's better for me to be doing something else? Yeah, that's, that's one of the hardest lessons I had to learn because I'm a person who likes to try to do everything. And I think, yeah, tell me, tell me about it. <laughs> and I think the biggest lesson I learned from Shark Tank was work smarter, not harder. Uh -huh. uh, Mark Cuban used to say that to me all the time. And so the moment I started to learn, oh, I, could, I, I can delegate these few skills in a different direction, then I can focus on this, then things really started to get better for me. You know? and, and also something I'm still learning is how to say the word no. I, I'm, I'm a person who try to do everything. And sometimes it's good to be able to say no, so you can actually do things you need to do well. How about uh, people who start coming into your life when you start getting success? Uh, mm -hmm. It's easy to find people that come in your life when you're successful, and there's people who disappear from your life when you're not that successful. Yeah. Did that happen to you? Um, you know, it's funny. I, I can say I'm very blessed and lucky with that because I feel like as I've been going up the ladder, and I still have a lot more to climb, um, I've only added people to my life that have just literally become really a great integral part of the team. Um, it's like the family that helped with the TV show. Tom and Liza Salter, they're the producers, executive producers of the TV show. It's so random how things happen. I moved to Connecticut to be an artistic director for a theater to pay the bills. And as I was there, uh, I held a competition called Connecticut's Got Talent. And this kid comes in who's 16 years old at the time. He's a magician. He wins the show, second place, phenomenal talent. He's going to be a huge star, by the way. Um, and at any rate, he finishes... And then I meet his parents, and they're these wonderful people, Tom and Liza Salta. And it, just the way the world works, we became friends. They saw what I do, and they were like, you need to have a TV show. And I'm like, well, I have an idea for a TV show. And then the TV show happened. And again, That's it's amazing. a thing of going, isn't that crazy? Yeah. And so it's just the way things go and the way things work. And so it's like when you ask that question, it's just been adding people like that to my life that are just supportive. And I think in my age now, I also can see better like when to add people and when to kind of just keep moving forward. I think that's one of the things that, yeah. that you become wiser. Yeah, you will become a little more selective, right? Yeah. You choose how to use your time. Yeah. Yeah. So what's next? So right now is the TV show is the main focus. It's right now it's on Lifetime. The numbers are it's doing incredible on Lifetime. Really good, great uh, viewership numbers, which we're excited about. And next would be season two. We're going to start working on season two uh, and then go on tour, which I can't wait. To go on tour Ooh, to kind of are you coming to LA anytime soon? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Shall <laughs> uh, save me a ticket. I need to be there. Oh, yeah. I would, uh, you have to be of there. Of course. Of course. Well, Billy, thank you so, so much for being here with me. I so enjoy having you in the show, and I'll be at the show when you come to LA. Uh, thank you so much for having me, Laura. You're so awesome, and I'll come back anytime. <laughs> okay, please. It was so good to have you here today. See you next time. Catch you on the flip side. Ciao, ciao.